Demarcus Evans with the Texas Rangers, and you listen to the Rangers Nation podcast. This is Brett Martin of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Hitting Gurus, Hitting Gurus, and my special guest, Jeff Fry. This is Jeff's third time to be on here. This all stems from the fact that Jeff started making these videos. He is the new Hitting Guru. We're going to get into all of that, how this started, and why it's become such a sensation. And we'll do all of that right after this. This is Tim Dillard with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. That's it. Welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, The Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Hitting Gurus. With me, former Texas Ranger Jeff Fry, and he's going to join us. We're going to get into these videos that Jeff had going on right now, and we're going to talk about all things Hitting Guru and your Hitting Gurus when you were growing up. Jeff, thanks for joining me. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is fun, isn't it? Okay, so first of all, for for you guys that, that weren't around and don't know, so Jeff's been on the podcast a couple of, this is your third time, right? So you came out to the third live show. And uh, so I appreciate that. So we're, we've got some beverages to go afterwards for celebration. But here's what we're going to do. This all started, it was kind of, it, when it first started, it was just fun and games. This didn't actually start from my podcast. This started a different way. But I actually looked up, and Jeff and I had about the same amount of followers. About 850 at the time, I think, yeah. is what it was. And I said, you know, I'm going to do a contest with Jeff just to poke at him, you know, former major leaguer over here. And I said, let's see if we can get to 1,000 first. Well, about that time, you were having fun making that video, which was hysterical. If you haven't seen it, you need to go to at Jeff Ryan. Look at these videos that he's put out. But uh, all of a sudden, he shot up past me. And not only did you pass 1,000, you were like at 1,500 within a few hours. And you were like, hey, man. And then he texts me. That's what really pissed me off. <laughs> He texted me and he goes, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, all you gotta do is make a funny video because apparently I'm I'm just I'm smoking you." So he had to rub it in, and I called him a cheater, and we went there. But so this all started. Tell me how this whole thing started with the hitting guru. Oh, I have a couple buddies of mine that are scouts that, uh, and another guy who was a former scout, and uh, we just we always send each other these funny videos that we see, yeah, on YouTube or Twitter about right. uh, some of these new ideas about hitting and way to, ways to teach hitting. Right. And so uh, I was just goofing off in the backyard and started thinking and I was like called my son out and I said, hey, I want you to video me. He said, look at this video. Make sure I'm doing it this way. So I did it this once and he goes, no, it doesn't look right. And he showed me away. So I got that little red piece of plastic whatever, off a tee. Yeah. And I did it. You know, and, he, and I said, oh, the light bulb went on because... Uh, <laughs> You know, they're saying that's a light bulb moment, and I was like, I'm putting it on Twitter and see what happens. <laughs> see and next what, thing you know, it's like <laughs> it's gone crazy. Ten thousand views. Yeah, and, well, it's. I mean, between you've made what four or five now? Six now. Six now, but you're over two hundred and probably yeah. fifty thousand by now. I mean, it's really skyrocketed. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. So first of all, let, and you know what, I want to clarify this, guys, and make sure you understand. He is not attacking hitting coaches. He's not attacking anybody who wants to get their kid a hitting coach. It has nothing to do with that. It, it's really – tell them what this is about. It's about those people that think that they're the only one. I mean, this one – he who shall not be named, we're not even going to mention him here, but there was one in particular that took offense to it. 
Yeah, and uh, and some of the people that you know are big believers in what he teaches, and, right? And uh, I mean, it was immediate the attacks I was getting, and they yeah. were like personal attacks, telling me I was you know a Judy hitter or I was no good, and and even bringing my kids' names yeah. on on social media out and just kind of fired me up. And I was like, man, I'm going to start this crusade to <laughs> get these guys. Well, I mean, I don't blame, look, you and I, we, we talked about this. We're the same age. You're like a year old. You're I'm 52. I think you're 53. Yeah. We're about to, so we grew up the same time playing baseball and I played it all the way through high school. Uh, tell me some of the things you were taught growing up that I will probably sit here and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because when I watched what this guy's teaching, Okay, I don't even want to go into that. Tell me what you were taught growing up. Just I mean, basics. Probably the first, uh, you know, up to when I was 12 years old, I really wasn't taught much of anything. Sure, yeah. It was we, just go outside and play and and uh, trial and error, you know. Sure. I was, you know, remember the phrases like, you know, level swing. And yes. Swing through the ball and, you know, hustle and have fun. Never, um, you know try to hit the ball in the air, which it seems like they're trying yeah. to sell on people now. And Right. I mean, I, I've never really had any coach in my life talk about my swing, and I'm 53 years old. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't either. I had one – so I played I played back in, in – I grew up in Dallas. You grew up in California. Then you moved to Oklahoma at what age, high school? Uh, 16 years old, yeah. 16 years old, then high school. So um, I played on one team that was kind of similar to what select ball is now – um, in Dallas BBI, and that used to be a big thing. And we had a coach in his, and I all I know him as is Pappy Peach. He was the hitting coach. And that guy would, he's probably passed away, because I know back then, I'm 53 at the time, I was probably 12, uh, 13 years old, and he was probably in his 70s or 80s. So he's got to be passed away by now. His basic approach was getting your weight back, level through the, the zone, trying to put your barrel on the ball. I mean. Simple. Does that sound, his, yeah. No, and, and, and hitting coaches' jobs aren't to make you a big leaguer. They're to take your skills and try to help you be more successful with what you're doing with the ball. I mean, the, the, the obvious thing is put the barrel on the ball, put the ball in play. I mean, home runs are fun, and that's neat, but let me, you, put, you had the number, 7 billion people in the world, right? Yeah. And how many people are in the major leagues? Well, because they expanded the roster, this will be the first year of 780, but no, forever it's been 750. 750. So the odds of anyone making the major leagues are so rare. Well, I think there's less than 20,000 players in the history of Major League Baseball that have played in the major leagues. Of, of all time? All time. All time. So, um, I mean, that just tells you where it is. Now, it's not saying that you don't want to be the best you can be when you're playing baseball. We want to be, we want to win. We're all got competitive nature. That's what this thing is about. So, so when, when did you first know this thing's taken off? When you did the video, you was just to make fun of it. I mean, I mean, not to make fun of him. You were just making fun of these things and having fun. Now, what a lot of people do, just having fun. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it was almost immediately I started getting all these messages from people I didn't, you know, I didn't know, and they were all kind of, preaching the same thing about this one in particular person who has helped so many players and Aaron judge and all these guys. And, um, man, the personal attack started and I was like, man, I think I struck a nerve here. I was like, let's see if we can make some more fun videos. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I've watched, look, this guy looks more out of shape than me. I didn't think it was possible to be more out of shape than me. And the videos are hysterical. I, you, leaning back, you're, I mean, I've never seen a more off-balance approach to hitting a baseball, ever. 
I mean, uh, weren't you taught to always have your balance to, you know, to, to shift your weight and your swing, do whatever you look, I'm acting like I'm a hitting coach. I don't, I, I batted 180 in high school, I think. So, I mean, but this guy, his whole thing is about trying to get a launch angle thing going or something to that. It was, it's crazy. Well, it's the new, it's the new wave, you know, now it's uh, all or nothing hitting it's home runs, walks and strikeouts. And I think it's a big reason why, um, the game of base major league baseball has become somewhat boring for yeah. people to watch because there's just not a lot of action. You know, just yeah, a couple walks and two or three strikeouts, and you go back to dugout. No hitting and run, stealing bases, bunting. I mean, the Boston Red Sox this year uh, hired a new manager, Ron Renicky, and he said that they weren't going to practice bunting in spring training. But so bunting's out. Bunting's out. That's the old. What was it when? Uh, uh, you know, it kind of all started with. Was, was Bill James the guy that said yes. you shouldn't bunt? Or not, I don't know about bunting, but stealing bases. That was yes, another it's part. A low of it. percentage play. You get a guy on base, and you know why take a risk that he's uh yeah you know could get thrown out. I, I mean, and that's that's a weapon to have. I oh, mean, yeah. if, if if they're telling you not to steal bases, it. Oh, I'm not old school baseball guy. It's driving me crazy. Well, you should be happy with what they're, they're planning on doing this year in Low A. What is that? Well, A ball and below this year in the minor leagues, um, pitchers have to step off before they can throw to a base. Left-handers too. Yes. And which was, I wish they did that when I played because there was a guy that from Duncanville named Chris Hill ended up playing uh, minor league ball. He was a really good pitcher. But all through our little league, he was left-handed. He probably picked me off eight or nine times with that leg lift that he did. And he looked like he was going home and threw it over and got me. But uh, that's part of the game. I mean, that's part of having a left-hander that can hold runners at first if they've got a good move. I'm sorry, that's, in my opinion, that's stupid. Well, I don't believe it'll ever get to the major league level. I, um, you know, Trevor Bauer will be the one that'll try to stop that. I mean, Trevor <laughs> Bauer has been outspoken on all of this. Yeah, Who yeah. all has been backing you on? I've seen uh, Euclid. I've seen Jerry Harrison Jr., Boone. Uh, one of the Boone brothers. Yeah, was, Brett Boone. Brett Boone. Um, Kyle Farnsworth, Glendon Rush, Bob File, um, man, there's been uh, Marvin Freeman, um, yeah, Rusty Greer. Oh, Greer! So Greer got a hold of you? Well, Greer's my buddy. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him yesterday about some of this stuff. He wanted me to tag him <laughs> on all the videos. On all the videos. <laughs> yeah, make sure you tag me. I got to see these videos because Rusty's you, old school. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite players too. I mean, growing up, you guys were well. Look, when you looked at someone like you and Greer, as someone of my size, that was probably a lot your size when uh, when I was growing up. Those guys gave you hope that hey, you know what? Some of us little guys can get out there and play this game. Greer's not small by any means, but he's not huge. He's not these. Look at Joey Gallo, who, by the way, one of the sweetest guys ever. I've met him. Have you ever met Joey? No, I haven't. Okay, so I've met him at being in the locker room. Just an absolute sweetheart of a guy. He's a real nice guy, but he's a freak of nature. The guy's six foot. Look at Aaron Judge, too, they were talking about. When you're that big, yeah, maybe your game can be more power and some of your power hitters to do that. But you've got to get people on base. Well, baseball's always been the game that you didn't have to be big in. Right, you could still you could still make it. You remember Freddie Patek? Yeah, and some of these guys from way back in the day that you know Joe Morgan wasn't a big guy. Yeah, and Billy North and these guys were you know smaller guys. You know, but they were good baseball players and good hitters. And now it's you know if you look at some of these um, videos that are being posted, yeah, it's always the superstars and it's always the guys that are you know six five, two hundred fifty pounds, and these guys can hit the ball out of any part of the park. If I'd have tried right. to do that. I would have never got past eight ball. 
Well, let me let me look on Twitter real quick because you're you're going live right now. Let me make sure we're still going good here. Um, see that make sure that you're going. Yep, it looks like you are. Um, so look, you guys that are on Twitter right now that are following Jeff, if you've got any questions, I want to get your questions out to Jeff right now. Just go over to my uh, Twitter is at Ranger Nation Pod at Ranger Nation Pod. Send me any questions right now. I will get them out as quick as possible. We'll get them to Jeff to ask about it and uh, and, and answer some questions about this. Um, Kevin Kennedy reached out to you also. Yeah. Um, how often do you keep up with Kevin? I know he was your manager two places. Yeah, um, not really that much. I reached out to him probably a month ago and stuff and just kind of reconnected. Yeah. I uh, saw that he has... Uh, um, doing some stuff, does, you know, radio stuff, and I think maybe Sirius XM, and, um, you know, I just appreciated that uh, he gave me kind of a second chance with the Red Sox, and um, we have a mutual friend, Billy Martin Jr., is his agent, is a right. good friend of mine, and, um, you know, you see what he put out the other day. Yeah, about you being, when y'all changed halfway through the season, when you got, when you came, we talked about that on the old podcast, go back and look at the podcast on the, uh, I think it was the one that you and I did, it wasn't the one on the road show. You and I got into uh, that, and you talked about when you got up there that uh, all of a sudden y'all were players. Y'all ended up winning the winning the American League East that year, right? Well, we were um, or a wild card. Uh, yeah, we I think we won. We would have won the wild card, um, and then the season stopped. I think it was. I I can't remember what happened. Nine, um, well, ninety four was the year brand first year of the stadium that was here, and it cut off halfway through. Right. You went up there, and Kennedy went ninety six. Ninety six. He went from the Rangers to the Red Sox. Yes. And I, y'all did win one. I remember him riding around, being carried around after y'all won through the stadium up there at Fenway. Um, but like I said, that was the year I went up to to Boston. You were hurt, right? Or no, 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 no. That was ninety nine. That was ninety nine. Yeah. So you were hurt because uh, we were there and we saw you with your son on your shoulder <laughs> doing that. Okay. So. What would you tell a parent who has a kid, plays ball, pretty good ball, you know, pretty good ball player, wanting to get some hitting instruction? Um, let's see here. Did somebody just ask a question? They did not. Okay, and what would you tell them about hitting instructors, what to look for, what to do? I mean, here, here's part of my issue. Now, I have a big problem with this whole thing. I'm on Jeff's side on this just because there are a lot of great guys that have coached. And you may have, do you ever coach your kids at all when they were oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that do it for free, that will help people for free and do that who can give you good advice. And if they're telling you there that you, I am the only one that can help your son do this. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. I, I've, I've looked at parents who've said, wow, you know, he's really getting good. What can I do? What can you do to tell him? He, um, I don't like how he's hitting the button. I'm going, look, I've got so much skill. I mean, I'm trying to work on getting, go ahead, find a good hitting coach. Good hitting coaches make a little money on the side to do that, or some of them make a living doing it. But a good hitting coach, will. I would have a big issue with a, someone that looked at me as a parent paying for a hitting coach, looking at me and saying, I'm the only one that knows what I'm doing. I, I have a big problem with that. Yeah, I do too. It's uh. <laughs> I mean, you just watch one Major League Baseball game and you won't find two guys that hit the same on either team. No. And, you know, that's kind of the, kind of the focus of this argument. It's like there's not just one way to do this. No. Over the course of history in baseball, players have hit all different, different types of ways. Standing tall, squatting down like Ricky Henderson, Pete right. Rose. Yep. With their back facing the pitcher. It doesn't matter as long as you can 
accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, hitting the ball hard. And, you know, for little guys, you know, generally we're taught to hit line drives and ground balls because you can't hit the ball over the fence. Right. Exactly. You know, what I would tell parents is just, you know, find somebody that, you know, is open-minded and willing to work with your child, um, and not say, this is how you have to do it. Right. Um, the best hitting coaches I've ever had, you know, Rudy Hadamio was, Clint Hurdle was a great hitting coach. They never once talked about my swing, my swing plane, my right. launch angle. It was my approach. Right. What I was thinking mentally. Sure. To go in there and be confident, look for the pitch I wanted to hit and be aggressive. And that's right. it. I, I can tell you now, there is, not a, there is not a person alive that will take your son to the major leagues. The only person that will take your son to the major leagues is your son. That's and right. that's his ability, honestly. Um, I was a decent ball player growing up. I always was a decent ball player. But I did not have what you had in the fact that I could take it further than I was. I just didn't. Look, the ball started moving and coming faster. <laughs> that was uh, that was my <laughs> – that's what stopped me from going any further. Well, that's one of the funny things about what we're seeing <laughs> is that uh, most of these swings we're seeing practiced are yeah. off a tee. Yeah, sure. You know, and there's a reason they start playing T-ball at six years old. Sure. Because it's easy. Yeah. Anybody it, can hit a ball off a tee, but it's when it's moving. Even me. And, and it's moving <laughs> so fast that you can barely see it. Um, it's a little different story. Hey, did you ever play after your career was, did you ever play softball, slow pitch softball? Yes, yes. Okay. So you know in slow pitch, that's what this guy's sort of kind of teaching. That, that Oh, yeah. You got to swing up. The ball's coming down. Well, slow pitch, the ball's coming down. You got to swing up. You try to have a level swing, you're going to beat it into the ground. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that's that's the deal that I when I saw this that I laughed at. Now, was the I was like, that's a that's a slow pitch softball swing. That's, you know, I, I don't see even, even who he claims is judge, right? Aaron Judge doesn't have the biggest uppercut swing in the world. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's a big boy. Don't get me wrong. So if he does have one, that's fine. Cause I, even not hitting it flush, he can drive a ball 400 feet. Yeah. He can miss hit home runs. Yes. He can miss hit a home run. That, and that's exactly right. Most people don't have that. They're not Joey Gallo size. They're not Aaron judge size. Um, you know, you're in way better shape than me. You, you know, you hitting a fastball, hitting it with the barrel of the bat and putting it just right and hitting it flush. It's going to leave the bat hard. Now, if it goes at a certain angle off the bat, sure, but that's not you, you. They don't need you to try to get it to that angle. You just need no. to hit, hit the ball hard. That's I mean, what baseball. Not to mention at the major league level, most of the pitchers pitch away, middle away. That's sure. how they get you out. Yeah, they come in for effect, and this is groove swing is basically what it is. Is designed to hit that pitch middle in, yeah, down, drop the head. Um, yeah. You know, and if they throw it there, you got a good chance. But they're not trying to throw it there, and they hardly ever throw it there. Right. So why practice that swing and and teach yourself to only swing this way? So who do you think – didn't you say – who made the biggest effect on your swing growing up? Which, which coach – did you get a minor league instructor? Look, there's minor league guys too that were good instructors. Was it the leg kick that helped you? What, which the one? leg kick, and no coach helped me with that. Rick Rona was my roommate. And he made funny because you would imitate. Yeah, I was imitating Ruben Sierra and Juan Gonzalez um, because at the time I was hitting about 230 after two months in double A. Yeah. And uh, so I was in, we were playing uh, wiffle ball or tape ball down in the hotel atrium area. Yeah. And I was imitating those guys and he goes, and I was killing the ball. And he goes, why don't you hit like that in the game? I was like, all right, why not? Next day I started hitting that way. Because in the big leagues you had the leg kick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wasn't strong enough. 
to drive the ball through the infield and the gaps. Um, a lot of the fly balls I was hitting were getting run down. Right. And so I had to come up with something to generate more power, right. more leverage so I could drive the ball. Right. More. And the leg kick is what worked for me. So it, it was the leg kick and not you going at a different launch angle trying yes. to work. And no coach. <laughs> no coach. That. I mean, I had Rudy Jaramillo was the, the Rangers roving infield coach. Uh, and then a, the big league coach for a while when I was with the Rangers. He was there when I left and went to Boston. Right. But never won. And he was an incredible coach. Um, it was, you know, about confidence, keep your hands back, get your foot down right, and let it fly. And never once did he ever mention anything about my swing. Okay. And, and this guy keeps showing you his swing. Did you ever see Rudy Harmelio swing? I saw him on a video about a week ago. You did. Okay. That's the first time <laughs> I'd ever seen him swing. Cause he didn't show you what to do. No, he didn't say, Hey, here's Juan Gonzalez. He's a superstar. He's six foot four, 240 pounds. See how he swings? Swing like that. Yeah. No, we didn't do that. He worked on what your gifts were to try to help you. That's what I think a good coach does. They take your lim your gifts and they try to harness your gifts into what can help the team. You know, no one plays team sports anymore. This is a team. I mean, yep. Jeff, we don't need you to hit 30 home runs. We need you to be on base when someone hits 30 home runs. Right. Because that's an extra run. And I, that's part of the, 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 the thing that drives me crazy as an old school baseball guy because I love pitcher's duels. I think they're – I, now, I understand if they're boring. I get it if you think they're boring. But that, for some people, is a, a fun thing to watch. I mean, I, that, that's a, it's, the game goes quicker, yeah. honestly. And, yeah. it's, it's, and manufacturing runs, well, that's all I ever did. I wasn't a power hitter. So manufacturing runs was part of what I did growing up. Yeah. You know, I had a coach in A-ball. Um, he had never seen me play. Yeah. And he goes, uh, um, I want you to get on top of the plate. And once you get the thickest handle bat you can get, you know, crowd the plate. Right. And choke up. And that's how I want you to hit now. He'd never seen me play before. Right. I'd already played a year before in, in uh, short season in Butte. Okay. So I said, okay. And I did the opposite of what he said. And I got a thin handle bat and stood off the plate and won the batting title in the Sally League. <laughs> <laughs> you mean coaches can be wrong? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love this coach, but uh, – but, you know, everybody's different. Sure. You have to find out what works for you, and, you know, you just go with it. And it takes hard work, right. dedication. Right. And you can see, I mean, if you can hit standing on your head, more power to you. Hey, uh, and, and for those, let me tell you right now, it, it, more than being able to be a great defensive player, which defense helps, if you will put, if you are a career 300 and better hitter, no matter what you do, they will find a place to put you into a lineup. I oh, mean, yeah. that's going to work, no matter what your defense is. They'll hide you on the field somewhere to where you won't be a detriment to the – whether it's DH or you'll be in the American League your whole career, I don't know. But they're going to find a place, and it's not about you hitting 40 home runs and 120 RBIs. Because you know what? One thing they do preach now, which I do love – is the OBP trying to get on base. Mm -hmm. That's what helped Joey Gallo's game. It was, we love, we want you to hit and try to drive the ball. But I don't need you to hit singles. A walk is a single. Right. And that's what changed his whole games. When pitchers realized he wasn't going to chase everything, look what happened to him the first half of last year. It's great. It just drives me nuts that people don't relish that part of the game. Uh, Shin, Shin Su Shu, his whole world is about on-base percentage. Yeah, mm -hmm. he can drive a ball good. He can do it, but that guy was the on-base machine. Kevin Euclid, hey, that guy, mm -hmm. he got on base all the time. Yep. 
That's a big part of the game. You could um, <coughs> excuse me. You could almost hit 200, 250 and be a great major leaguer if you're getting on base at four hundred percent. You know, four hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, walk as good as a hit. Absolutely, it's a single. It used to be. Yeah, that's what most people. It's becoming. If if you're on base, if you're going to hit two fifty and you're going to get on base close to four hundred percent, they do want you to hit a few more bombs. Okay, I understand that. You've got certain guys that can do that. But if your whole aspect of a player coming up is we need him to hit 30 home runs and drive in 120, those guys are few and far between without that's all they can do. There's usually one on a team. Yeah, oh, absolutely. (laughs) And Gallo, but to be successful, you have to be able to do other things. Look at what everyone's talking about Odor, Uh, the big deal with Odor and what he's dealing with right now. He, he He drove in 100 last year. He had 30 home runs. He hit 208. And didn't get on base at about three hundred, you know, had three three hundred percent or something like that. That that can't be. You can't do that. I'm sorry. No, that's it's kind of hard to win ball games when you have somebody who only gets on base three out of ten. Yeah, that that's tough. Um, and and because when you're batting three hundred, look at what your on base percentage is on top of that. That means you're getting a hit three out of ten times. On base goes up if you're still walking and getting on base or or whatever. So, okay, so what's your ultimate goal with all of this? So, I mean, I, I know that it's, it's fun. And, look, I, I want to be clear. I, Jeff and I talk, and we've talked. He's not trying to drive people out of the business. He's not trying to do anything malicious. I think your defense is they started getting attacking. They started attacking you, which is that's not cool. I don't care who you are. That's not cool. No, I mean, I don't know that there's a, you know, an end game to this. You're or, just going to keep having fun. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm just getting started now. And, and um, you know, I, I think – Maybe to inform parents that yep. uh, that uh, little Johnny doesn't necessarily need a lesson every week if he doesn't get any hits in his little league game, and that's uh, yes. Let them go play, let them be kids and have fun. That's why I started playing. That's why I played most of my life was because it was fun. And, right. Um, as far as you know, if these guys would have just said, "Hey, you know, each one of you can have your own opinion, whatever," we just yeah. we can agree to disagree. Yeah, I would have made a second video. Yeah, you know, yeah. but the attack and the maliciousness of which they attacked, and especially when um, you have people that didn't play beyond high school or college, and now they're telling major leaguers that they're no good. And I mean, it's I mean, you've seen the guys rallying around, boy. They got the boys <laughs> fired up, and, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they, if you know, but the. Uh, you know, the Major League Baseball Players Association, our union, yeah. is the strongest one in the world. Yeah, so it is. It is these the boys fired up, man. You better watch out. No, and that that's a great point because you know part of it. I've, I've got two sons. You both your sons play. Yep. Is one of them a senior this year? Yeah. Oh, uh, this is hurting him. This coronavirus thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that uh, is their season over. It looks like it. Yeah, my uh, my son was running track. He quit baseball, but my my youngest is thirteen. My oldest is fifteen. Both of them played baseball. I was their coach when they were little. My oldest, he liked baseball, but he just wasn't athletic enough. He likes music and all of that. All I've ever said is, and th- let me tell you parents this, do not live through your kids. I'm going to tell you right now, don't try to live through your kids. Just be a parent. I mean, I, I've always looked at it this way. You need to be in love with something, whether it's music, whatever. It's something that I can take away if you're acting like an idiot. That's all I need. <laughs> something I can take away. Right? Right. Now, my younger one was athletic, and he still is. He plays football and does that. And he, he was a, a good baseball player. He was never a great baseball player. I could tell he probably wasn't going to go through high school because his drive wasn't there. But, man, I, I, and this is why I got so mad at this guy, that he who should not be named. My son has a horrible uppercut. 
And I knew right there, at this level, you can't have that. You've got to have a level swing. Guys, we worked on every little drill I could try to. I was looking up YouTube videos of how to get that level swing and to do that. It just didn't come naturally to him, and he got too technical trying to do it. And this year was the first year he said, I just don't think I want to play. And I was like, groovy. If you don't want to play, don't worry about it. I right. quit coaching him a couple of years ago. I said, that's fine, man. Don't ever play a sport because you think it's for me. Mm-hmm. You need to love to play the sport. That's the way it is. He found out track this year, and he's enjoying it. He's actually a pretty good runner. He's, he was third leg on the on the relay team. I don't know where the speed came from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, they clocked me with a sundial when I was playing wide receiver in high school. So I don't know where the speed is coming from. Okay, so let's go into coronavirus. So what is what do you oh, what what have you had to do? I mean, how's it changed you as an agent? What's what's that done? Um, I don't know. I mean, I didn't go to spring training. You yeah. know, I planned on going to spring training and ended up not going. Right. Shut it down. Um, I usually like going later in spring. Right. Um, when the guys are starting, you know, to, to round into shape. Right. Um, but just as far as regular life, it really hasn't changed a lot. I mean, I can't go to the gym anymore. Oh, out, yeah. Working out at the house. I uh, still have my regular deals. I go see my mom every day. And Now, is she yeah. here in Metroplex? Yeah, she lives like five minutes from here. I moved okay. from Arizona about six years ago. Okay. Yeah, but now every time I go over there, her being older and she's more susceptible. Right. And so she needs I, to stay in the house. Yeah. So I don't let her go to the store. I go to the grocery store for her. I go right. to pick up stuff for her and make sure I wash my hands um, with this cleaner or whatever um, before I go in when I leave. And Right. Um, it's a scary time, man. It's just like, I think when we first heard about it, or at least when I first heard about it, thought it was just kind of going to be a lot worse in other places and that, you know, we're the USA, baby. We got yeah, this, yeah. We got this figured out. And then now it's like, man, this is really. <laughs> well, and did scary. you kind of roll your eyes a little bit at, come on, let's not overreact to this? I oh, think yeah. we all did. And, and and look, I don't know what political, I don't get into politics. This is baseball. That's what we're talking about. But I think that, that no matter, this isn't a right or left issue. This is a, you know what? Why don't we take these, and it stinks. It's hurting the economy right now, what it's doing. But there are a lot of elderly that are susceptible to this. We've, we've got to be careful. I mean, why take a chance? I don't, that's what I don't understand. I know it's you can't watch baseball right now, and it sucks. Hey, I love going into the locker rooms, podcasting. I love all this stuff. Let's just be real, though, folks. This, this is, supersedes all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And, it, and, you know, it seems to me that most of the people are taking it serious. Yeah. But it's the people that aren't taking it serious. The ones that went to spring break you and know, hung I out. I mean, what is he doing? <laughs> I mean – you know, mixing a clue, right? I yeah. Mean, and it just, you know, unfortunately, this thing, this thing seems to be so contagious that, uh, you know, it, all it takes is somebody who's careless to infect people that are being careful. Yes, and that's that's the worst part of it. The, the people that kind of laughed in the face of people and got videos made at the beach and doing all that. And I look, kids, we were all stupid kids one day, and we thought we were invincible too. But that that part drives me a little crazy. Too. that just as much as the hitting gurus that think that they're out right. there i mean look at rudy gobert yeah he was joking and touching all the mics and goofing around and going yeah. around and touching all his teammates and he was the first guy that had it that we heard of that had it yeah and and you know what you can be mad at rudy gobert all you want he was just trying to be funny yeah. he was he was acting like we were acting when this first really got out he had he had he known he had it he would have never touched anyone he would have quarantined himself and for anybody that's attacking him on that, that you're you're being done. Nobody thought this 
we didn't take it serious enough at first, but that's not your fault for not taking it seriously enough. Well, I mean, they say that you can have it for two weeks without knowing. Without knowing. It, that's so. why most people are locked down right now. Right. And that, that's the main thing with people being locked down. Anything else? What do we, we can't talk any good sports right now. I know, really, there's nothing going on. I heard today there was like an old basketball game on the radio that was years and years and years ago. That's the only sports we have to put on the, you know, on the, the local <laughs> sports radio right now. I heard MLB TV is offering, if you get on MLB TV, it's free and you can watch every game from the 2019 season. So there's that. I mean, if you want to go back, I, I'm. You know, the Rangers weren't great, so there wasn't anything to really go back and watch as far as me. I mean, I like watching all baseball and can get into a good game and do that, but probably not at the expense of my family who's going to go, why in the world are you not hanging out with us right now? Well, I think maybe the Astros games will get the most viewership and everybody will be listening to see. (laughs) What's the guy's name that ended up breaking down the video, the – uh, oh, I don't know, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was how many bangs he heard. Yeah, <laughs> he got that thing going. Well, I actually talked to uh, a scout about two weeks ago. Right, before, I was at a junior college game and uh, saw an old scout buddy yeah. of mine and sat next to him for a couple of hours. And he, is this the one that signed Mike Bassick? Uh, I cannot say his name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say his name. <laughs> no. Okay, but, never mind. I did not say that. That did not just happen. Go yes, ahead. We don't know who that is, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was kind of baffled that nobody um, from the other teams heard anything. Yeah. You know, it just – and I brought that point up before. It's like if, if I was out at second base and I was watching the signs and every time Pudge put down a curveball, I heard bang, bang. <laughs> I'd be like, wait a second. This dude's 0-2 and he gets – Kenny Rogers throws him a filthy curveball and he just spits on it. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, that's not even – doesn't make sense that a guy – Right. Or a guy's 0-2 and you throw him a – you know, a guy who's throwing 92 throws him a 70-mile-an-hour curveball, and he, hit, he hits at 450. Oh. Like, he knew it was coming. It's like, wait a minute. This yeah. just doesn't make sense. Right. And so he and, – and this – so this guy – you know, all through baseball, you even said it on the pod we did. All through baseball, there were a lot of people that, that knew something was going on. They were – Oh, yeah. But they, they didn't know how. Another, yeah, they couldn't another figure – Another – sorry to interrupt you, but another guy that um, worked for a major league organization last year um, said they knew – this is Something last year. Yeah. Said, we knew they had our signs, but we didn't know how they had them. Right. You couldn't figure it out. You couldn't said that on thought, the podcast. He thought the pitchers were somehow tipping their pitches. And lo and behold, that's really not what was happening. Yeah. And we're getting back into the Astros. You talk about the luckiest SOBs of anyone right now are the Astros. Oh, yeah. They got taken off the front page. Nobody's even talking about them. <laughs> Except you and me. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to call out hitting gurus, and we're going to call out the Astros yes. anytime we get a chance to. Yes. Before we get into our malted beverages that, that come afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, I have to ask, the, the, last, the last video you made was the cooler. And you put your foot on the cooler. The, the machete one was a favorite of mine, too. But did the cooler have anything in it? No, no. See, it's better. You get more leverage. Now, I'm giving him instruction now because you were wrong on your video. You, more leverage if there's ice down beverages in there. Right. That's why I brought that so that you can do that. Well, actually, I had another video. You know, I met, usually it's like the first take when I make a video. Right. But this was like the third take. And, uh, you know, I'm out there with my phone leaned up on, um, on a chair trying to do this and, and edit it afterward. But I have a video where I'm not falling down. Yeah. It didn't sound as good. And I kind of <laughs> thought, that, you know, I mean, in some of the videos that we've seen um, from the uh, 
the Twitter hitting gurus, yes. um, you see that balance is not important in swinging a baseball <laughs> bat, that falling down after you swing um, and pulling your jeans up um, I mean, that's a true indication of a hitting expert. Well, I tweeted it today and you were, you liked it when I tweeted it over to you. You sent out that picture of him and I was like, okay, just so I see this right. So it's stand on one foot, <laughs> falling over and using a... Do this. Yeah, swing like this. Yeah, he's standing on one foot. He's leaning over and he's got a boat paddle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying that's that looks. I'll like, make you a big leaguer. <laughs> I'll make you a big leaguer. And Nobody else can do it. And I've got the gut to do it because apparently that's all it takes. Because this, I'm, I'm you know, we're not going to do that. So uh, get into that. You know, of all your, t who who are the guys? We've we've talked about this guys, and this is coming. Uh, we did a road show up in Plano. Uh, had some good people come out there to follow that. We're going to do another one, and we're going to do it at Texas Live once everything gets going again. We've I've already talked to you about this. We got some former players who've said they want to do this, right? Yep. So we're making. It, we're not going to tell you who yet. Um, uh, we've we've got some people that want to, but until we can confirm it, and it's not because they think they're too big to hang out. It's it's scheduling. You guys have lives now. You're not playing baseball anymore, um, and so it's what's going on with family being in town and doing all that. But once we get that settled, we're going to go to Texas Live. We're going to set up there and do that and, and make this fun and uh, and get this roadshow going. Have a good time doing that. I don't know. He may end up being the the the, the co-host of this thing. You're, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, you know, there's some videos to be made. There are some videos to be made, and I'll be tweeting them out once he puts them out because that is hysterical. I, I've loved this whole thing, man. I'm glad you're doing this. Um, you know, what what former players do you hang out with the most now? Oh, um, Darren Oliver and I play golf. Um, Benji Gill and I play golf. Yeah. Uh, talk to Rusty. Um, Who's a better golfer? Uh, Benji's the best. Out of all Leo? Yeah, but he cheats. Um, <laughs> Does he? Is there a drum I'm somewhere? I'm pretty sure he has a hole in his pocket for his other ball. But <laughs> him and I are actually, I was actually beating him the other day after seven holes and we got rained out. But uh, Darren's a good golfer. Um, Pete O'Brien's a really good golfer. Ran into him. I got a funny Pete O'Brien story. Do it. Let's hear it. Oh, my gosh. So Benji and I were playing golf. Um, I think it was... Uh, like Wednesday or something like that, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day we had. Um, it's rained every day for yes, weeks. Yes, I know. It's hard no, to remember, but we're playing at Sky Creek Ranch in Keller. And uh, earlier in the day, I thought when we were driving on like the third hole, I thought I saw Pete O'Brien on the other side of the course and yelled yeah. at him. And he didn't hear me, and so um, you played with Pete, right? Oh uh, no, I didn't play with Pete. But he's I've, older. I've got to know Pete. Yeah, he's real old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Pete looks great. But anyway, and he's a good golfer. Too. Yeah, but. Uh, so now it's like we're on the sixth hole, I think, and here comes lightning. Yeah. And more and more frequent and like not far away. And right. And we looked at the radar. I was like, man, we got to go in. We were about as far away as you could get. You're on the, the outskirts of the, yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. there were walkers out there and they right. were running. Um, and so Benji and I drive in. And by the time we got to the parking lot, it was pouring rain. And right. I just jumped out and threw my stuff in the back of my car and it, got in the car with my golf shoes on and was soaking wet. Right. And now I look and there's a car parked next to me um, that apparently when they got out of their golf cart, left their golf cart right behind their truck. And the only way to get out was to back up. So I'm sitting there. I could have left. Um, I had room to get out. Right. This guy kept looking in his mirror, looking back, and the golf cart was right behind his truck. And he was at the end parking spot. Right. So I sat there for a couple minutes and watched him and watched him. Finally, I said, screw it. I jumped out. It pouring, 
jumped out, jumped in the cart, drove it up away in this little parking spot so they could get out and jump back in my car. And they're like waving. And I look and it's freaking Pete O'Brien sitting in the passenger seat. And I'm like, you lazy, you know what? And he was laughing his butt off. He called me on the way home and said, man, we were going to ride out the storm, but thanks for moving that far. <laughs> so they weren't at the 19th green yet. No, they? no, nobody made it to there. It was raining so hard. That and man, it that's been the compounding thing right now. My kids are stuck in the house, and all the rain has just kept them in. They can't get out and do things because you, you know it's, it's driving people crazy there. So, you know what? We've got about forty minutes here. We've done good. Um, those of you that joined us live, I'm I'm glad you did. I think we, anything else before we wind this thing down? Um, I think you know, uh, with this unfortunate situation we're you know we're experiencing in our in our country and our world right, right now, it's. Um, you know, it's obviously scary. Right. Um, but we're all cooped up. Yep. We're all cooped up uh, with our families and our kids. And what better time to yep. spend more time with your kids. Sure. And, you know, let them know how important they are to you. Yeah. And your family members. And, um, you know, keep your fingers crossed. And hopefully we can get a handle on this thing. And Absolutely. at some point get back to life the way we uh you know, the way it used to be. Yeah. And, and, and that is the one blessing of all of it is I've, I have gotten to, to, you know, the kids, um, being around them more at the house. My, my, I've got a daughter, I, you know, it, and she's trying not to be selfish in the whole thing, but her wedding's in June. And I mean, we got family that's going to try to be coming in from all over the place and she's all worried. And she goes, oh, look, I know it, this is worse than that, but there's a part, you know, there, there is that part of me going, why me? And, you know, and, and she said, and I'm, she's doing it the right way. And I'm like, you have every right to feel that way. I get it. You want a this special day. So we're hoping this stuff will get, get out of there on that. But yeah. Hey, let me tell you, I'll put the word out to you too. You guys need to make some funny videos for Jeff to give him some ideas. Cause your, yours are going, well, there's good. a competition right now. Are you they, are it? they, what are they trying to, what are you, what are they trying to win? Yeah. Uh, it's not big prize money. It's like three of my autographed baseball cards. Some guy came up with this, this, this idea to everybody make a funny video, and send it in, and I would judge the top three. Or I'll help you. We'll we'll do that, and then we'll yeah. And you know what? We'll do something else. Let's let's make it even more more competitive. Here's the deal: you guys make a funny video for Jeff. Send it. Just tweet and tag him in the tweet. That's how you do it. So you don't inundate him. Just tag him in the tweet. We, or me, me also, and we'll try to do it. Not only will you get the autograph thing from there, we'll let you be on one of the podcasts with us one night. We'll, we'll call you in and talk to you and let us tell you your story and what you're doing, and you can get to be on a podcast for a little bit. We'll put them on there for about 10 minutes and let them talk to us. We'll pick a winner, and we and I get together on that. That'll be fun, and you guys can come on and, and be on the podcast. Have, you okay with that? I'm good. Just no certified hitting gurus because uh, we have that covered. <laughs> we, have, we have that covered. So you have, to be, you have to show us your amateur status. You cannot be a professional. <laughs> Your resume. <laughs> I think the funniest one of all was when someone asked for your resume and you took your baseball reference and go, I don't really have a resume, but does this work? And, <laughs> and that was my mic drop. It was like, how do you not answer that with just the mic drop? I'm sorry, but that, that's the walk away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, anybody that played in the major leagues, you know, that's the thing. With, Even if you only played a week. Yes, I mean... <laughs> It's like a certain level when you're in the Meyer leagues and a big leaguer walks in, everybody looks at him like he's yes. different. He's, you know, exactly he's special. 
um, because that's where we're all trying to get. Exactly. Very few have ever done that. And it, we don't think that we're special no. in any way. We're right. just playing, you know, we're fortunate enough to be at the top to play level. a game at yeah. the highest level. Mm-hmm. And we don't think we you know, automatically deserve people's respect. Right. But we don't deserve disrespect no. from people who never played because we don't agree with their teaching style. Right. And, and, and that's the part that is why it's gained so much stuff that people have backed you on that. It, it, doing, and look, there, there are guys that only did AA and AAA who deserve respect too. They know what they're talking about also. They got to two of the highest levels before the major leagues, even if they didn't get there. They knew something to get there. Look, there are guys that were supposed to be the greatest players ever that never got out of A ball. I mean, and that's just reality. A lot of them in the Rangers organization yeah. that I remember this was the big draft choice. This kid was going to be it and never got out of A-ball um, to do that. So, yes. So, listen, we're going to wind this thing down. I want to appreciate everybody that was live on, on – on, uh, let's see, how many did we get here? We, got, we know we got a few on there now. Uh, how many did we get going? I bet over the time. It'll have a lot of video on it that'll come back later because we'll, we'll attach that thing. Right now, we got about 400 people watching. So that's cool. Wow. That's cool. Hey, guys, follow me at, at Ranger Nation Pod. You got Jeff at, at O3JFry. He is the hitting guru, JFry, J F R Y E. We'll take this and we'll not only will he uh, tag this thing to, to his uh, page, we'll also get it on mine too. So you guys can come back and watch it. The podcast will be out later tonight. You can listen to what we talked about. And we're going to do this again for sure, right? Yeah. Gonna elbow. Hey, absolutely. we're doing elbows. See, we're going to wash our hands when we're over. Let with. me get my sanitizer. <laughs> you need to with me here. Hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody that watched this thing um, and listened to it. We're going to wind it down there. Um, thanks, Jeff, for being a part of it. We're going to get this thing together again. And like I say at the at the end of everything I write and at the end of every one of these podcasts, nerd out. Bye.